Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 260 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading 1 Timothy chapter 6 today and we're talking about fighting. Our focus is on how do we fight the good fight of the faith. So thank you all for listening. I want to welcome some new listeners, those in Santiago, Chile, Jalisco, Mexico, Parts Unknown, Congo, Tanzania, Russia, and Iran, Palau Paniang, Malaysia, Dubai, United Arab Emirates, Monterey, California, Columbus, Ohio, Austin, Texas, and Houston, Texas. Our goal is to encourage you in the daily intake of God's Word, whether you listen to it or read it or both, and the daily understanding of God's Word and the daily following of God's Word. And we want to invite as many people as possible into our journey with us. So please do mention the show to your friends and post about us on social media. And the best way to subscribe to the show is with our website, Bible2021.com. Well, fight the good fight of the faith, Paul tells Timothy in today's chapter. What sort of images does that conjure in your imagination? Does this mean that we are to vigorously go after our enemies, whether they be Democrats or Republicans or liberal or conservatives or pedo-baptists or cessationists or charismatics or whatever? Yeah, I don't think so. It seems that this command of Paul is not telling us to fight or contend with other people, as we are reminded that our enemies, according to the Bible, are not flesh and blood. Well, who are we supposed to fight then? Well, let's read the command first. It's in verse 1 Timothy 6, 11 through 14. We'll read the context too. Paul says, But as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you are called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession to keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. So in saying fight the good fight of the faith to Timothy, this is not the only time Paul uses military type language. Of course, he talks about the putting on the full armor of God and all of that kind of stuff, but it's not even the first time he uses like violent type language uh, to exert and spur Timothy on. Just a few chapters ago in 1 Timothy 1.18, Paul says, This charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previously made about you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience. Well, what kind of fight is Paul calling Timothy and us to? Well, we know it's not the kind of battle that humans normally have, like a fist fight or a word fight or a weapon fight, because of passages like 2 Corinthians 10.4, what Paul says, the weapons of our warfare, in other words, the weapons we're called to fight in the good fight or the good warfare we're called to wage, are not of the flesh, but they do have divine power to destroy strongholds. So we don't use fleshly weapons like sticks and stones and insults and, I don't know, 9 millimeter Glocks. Our weapons aren't human. They aren't of the flesh. I think we see a really big clue, a final clue, really, as to what kind of fight Paul is talking about in both verses directly after he tells Timothy to fight the good fight and wage the good warfare. Notice in 1 Timothy 6.12, 
Paul says, fight the good fight of the faith, take hold of the eternal life. 1 Timothy 1.18, wage the good warfare, holding faith. Well, it seems to tell us with great clarity that Paul is describing holding on to faith in God, holding on to the faith in God as something of a fight. This is exactly how Charles Spurgeon sees it. He says, we're told to take hold of the eternal life and observe that this command is preceded by another, fight the good fight of the faith. Those who take hold of the eternal life will have to fight for it. The way of the spiritual life is no easy one. We will have to contest every step of the way. Contest the good contest of the faith would be an accurate rendering of the passage, and a contest it is against the world, the flesh, and the devil. If we live unto God, we will need to war a daily warfare and tread down the powers of death and hell. We have to fight the good fight of the faith, but our great adversary is not slow to begin the encounter. We are pilgrims in a strange land, so we must expect to find rough places on the road to heaven. Satan seizes opportunities. When he finds us weak, as the Savior was through long fasting, and when he finds us in trying circumstances, as the Savior was when hungry in the desert, then that is when he comes to tempt us. We fight the good fight by firm faith in the Lord our God. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even your faith. That fight is the fight of faith, fought for the faith and by the faith. Contend earnestly for the faith once delivered to the saints. Hold fast the form of sound words. It's worth fighting for, even if we come to resistance into blood. He who dies for the faith has laid down his life in a worthy cause, and he will find it unto life eternal. We can only hope that we will be able to live unto God by faith in him and faith in the great truths in which he is revealed to be the object of our faith. When I say to you, lay hold of eternal life, do not imagine that this is to be done in a dream or accomplished without arousing your utmost energies, nor even then without that divine assistance which only faith can receive. As the word says, fight the good fight of the faith, it teaches us that the best way of contending for the faith is for ourselves personally to lay hold of eternal life. You cannot defend the faith by mere reasoning. Victory does not come through an array of arguments which have been used in the past by men of great learning. You must yourself possess the inward life and exhibit the force and power of it in your daily conduct if you would be successful in the holy war. Men who forget the divine life soon cast away the divine truth. If the life of God is not in us, we may make what possession and profession of orthodoxy we like, but we shall in all probability before long turn aside, like others, into crooked ways. Well are the two commands joined together. Fight the good fight of the faith, lay hold of eternal life. It reminds me, says Spurgeon, of the Lord's words, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So friends, Be exhorted and encouraged and urged to fight the good fight of the faith by laying hold, by taking hold of the eternal life that God offers through Jesus. Let's go ahead and read our passage. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 1 in the English Standard Version. Let all who are under yoke as a bondservants regard their own masters as worthy of all honor, so that the name of God and the teaching may not be reviled. Those who have believing masters must not be disrespectful on the ground that they are brothers, rather they must serve all the better, since those who benefit by their good service are believers and beloved. Teach and urge these things. If anyone teaches a different doctrine and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ in the teaching that accords with godliness, he is puffed up with conceit and understands nothing. 
He has an unhealthy craving for controversy and for quarrels about words which produce envy, dissension, slander, evil suspicion, and constant friction among people who are depraved in mind and deprived of the truth, imagining that godliness is a means of gain. But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out of the world. If we have But if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness, fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession to keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ which he will display at the proper time. He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and the Lord of lords who alone has immortality who dwells in an unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see, to him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. O Timothy, guard the deposit entrusted to you. Avoid the irreverent babble and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge, for by professing it, some have swerved from the faith. Grace be with you. Amen. Well, let's close with our Bible memory verses for the month of September, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And may the word of God today equip you, dear friends, for the good work that God has called you to. Be encouraged. Good day to you and Godspeed.